0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Better Advertising with Better AMS podcast. This is Destiny with Sean. And today I have one of my favorite people on the show. So for those of you who follow Dustin on LinkedIn, know about his story. Dustin is the perfect combination of Amazon advertising tech genius. And the reason I say that is because Dustin actually came from a seller background. So for anyone who has dealt with data analysts or tech people, you know, there's usually a major lag in communication, understanding all of the things that an Amazon advertiser or brand actually needs. Well, that's where Dustin has came in and saved the day. So Dustin, incredibly excited to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you. It's always fun being on a podcast with you guys. (laughs)
0: Well, there's a few things I wanted to cover today. I think the biggest things are what's new and what is most exciting for you in Amazon advertising right now. So out of everything that's been rolled out, all the changes to the advertising console, what has you the most excited
1: Right now, just because of my background being more pushed towards in the weeds, technical kind of stuff. My two favorite things right now are Amazon Marketing Cloud and Amazon Marketing Stream. They're really beneficial. There's a lot of value in them. But because of the tech moat that surrounds them, I don't think that they're being employed by a lot of brands and agencies to the level that they could be. So just really excited about those, how we can implement those more and what they're going to evolve into, what Amazon turns them into as time goes on.
0: Perfect. Well, I think there's two things that we should dive in a little bit deeper here on. One, what both of them are and the actual direct value they provide to brands. And two, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the tech moat call out. Because as we know, not everyone can access these two things. They weren't a native rollout to the UI and ad console. So brands that don't have the technical talent that you bring to the table are really missing out on all of those insights. So let's start with Stream. (laughs) For those who have followed me for some time, they know that I've been really outspoken about day parting because in the past, we've never had access to true data that allows us to day part efficiently. Amazon Marketing Stream changes a lot of that. So Dustin, in your opinion, what is the biggest value add that access to Amazon Marketing Stream data provides? And for those who aren't familiar with Amazon Marketing Stream, what is it?
1: So Amazon Marketing Stream for the first time provides us with hourly data for sponsored products and sponsored display campaign types. And what that does is actually give us insight as to how CPCs, CVR, impressions, CTR, etc are performing on an hourly basis. So The speculation was always that things were going to perform worse earlier in the morning. But that depends on what metrics you're looking at. Depends on what the client's goals are. Above all else, it's just a speculation. Now we actually have the ability to pull this data or receive this data on an hourly basis and make really educated decisions on it.
0: One question I always get when talking about Amazon Marketing Stream is how Amazon Marketing Stream accounts for the attribution window. And I personally struggle to answer this. So I would love to hear your opinion on what you look for when you're looking at hourly data and then considering the wider effects of most attribution is longer than 14 days.
1: Yeah. So Amazon Marketing Stream actually provides you the data on several different attribution windows. Off the top of my head, without the editor open, I think it's one day, maybe three, five, seven, 15, and 30, something along those lines. So you can actually look at this however you want to. But the important thing that I would point out that I get a lot of questions about is does the sales attribute to the click or the sale? Because if you make a sale, if you get a click at eight o'clock in the morning, but you make the sale at eight o'clock at night, then how are you going to effectively day part? That's the question that I get because people think if you have the sale at eight o'clock, the sales attribute at eight o'clock at night. But it's actually not the case. If you make the click at 9 o'clock in the morning and you get the sale at noon, the sales attribute to 9 o'clock in the morning, which is important because if it wasn't that way, it would be essentially useless because what really matters is the click that drove the sale, not the sale itself. You wouldn't want to day part away a 9 a.m. click if that's what drove the sale. Does that all make sense?
0: No, 100%. That was always my biggest argument with people who wanted to day part is they would say, hey, I look at my Seller Central and at 9pm, I stop getting sales. So they would say, I need to shut off all my PPC at that time. And I always argued, well, it's a high intense pay-per-click model. So as a customer myself, there's very frequent times where it's 11pm at night and I'm shopping because I'm clicking on ads and I'm adding to cart. And I maybe wait to purchase later on. So I always argue that if you shut off the ads at night, you're actually just shutting off the potential to get the sale that would come through the next day. So I think this is the perfect solution for that problem. Now, the second part of this is accessibility. Not everyone has access to this data. Not everyone can pull this data. So can you explain a little bit of why it's not accessible to most brands and what that tech moat actually looks like for Amazon Marketing Stream?
1: Because it comes through the API, just to keep it simple. I mean, it, it comes through the API in a way that's different than all other data that comes through the API because it's pushed to you rather than you pulling it. But not getting too far into the weeds with that, you can't bulk export this stuff. You can't go into the Ad console or any other area to get this. You have to set up a subscription on AWS, have it posted to a an inbox, if you will, where the messages are sent, and then store it in some kind of a database. And... When I say database, I don't really mean Google Sheets or Excel, because if you have a brand of any meaningful size, we're talking quickly about hundreds of millions, if not billions of rows of data. It's far more than you could store in Excel. You have to understand SQL to do this. I would guess that in the future, if Amazon really wants to push this to multiple, just more brands, make it more accessible, they're going to have to change this in some way.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think Visualization will be really important for brands to truly understand day partying data. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had an addition to the dashboard that included that. And I'm also running off the assumption that Amazon's gonna give us more rules-based optimization opportunities. We've seen it within usability of bulk. We've seen it with their new, you know, budget rules and some of their bid rules. So I think, you know, writing off the coattails of Google. We're going to have to get more data to make better decisions. And every single brand, especially our smaller brands, want to see day parting. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest feature requests I get across the board. So I think being able to be in the middle ground like you are and provide that accessibility for people a little bit quicker is a huge value add. Hmm. Now, coming from the seller perspective, uh, have you incorporated any Amazon Marketing Stream data for your own brand yet?
1: There's a saying that the plumber's house always has the leakiest pipes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have not, um, just because I'm so involved with building this heck out a better AMS. But one thing that I did want to come back to are some of the downsides of Marketing Stream. Because we always think, you know, day parting, shifting the spend to the best point... The day, but there are a few downsides. One of them being that over time, say that right now your worst window for ROS is midnight to 4 a.m. So if you depart that way, when you go to check this again in a month or in a quarter or whatever frequency you do, that window is going to be blank. So it's something that you have to factor in. You have to build this into your workflow where you're saying, okay, every quarter or whatever, we're going to just turn day parting off to see what all the charts look like again. Because over time, as more and more brands enroll marketing stream into their practice, I would speculate that we will see CPCs go down in the early mornings because more people will day it away. It will shift over to higher CPCs around 6 p.m., When ACOS is good, that will then cause ROAS or ACOS in the morning to go down and later to go up. So the whole curve is going to flatten. Now, if you're just one and done midnight to 4 a.m. I'm turning it off. Then as more and more people do this and it equilibrates you might be day parting away time that really doesn't make sense to anymore. So just pointing it out that it's something that you don't get caught in that, um, you know, uh aha gotcha where you find out maybe there this isn't quite as simple or much as much of a win, a nonstop as you were thinking.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, I think last time you pulled it for us, we manage around $70 million of spend a year right now. And I don't remember what look back window you pulled on specifically, But we saw a similar flow to what everyone else in the industry posts. You know, it's those nighttime hours where you see a decrease in conversion rate, decrease in ROAS. And I think the main point you made is as everyone starts adjusting their bids and budgets to a day parting model, you're going to see everything flatten out. And we see that typically, especially on the enterprise space or in the CPG space where there's a lot of spin flowing through. Amazon reps always come to us and their first request is stop running out of budget at 6 to 7 p.m. Well, mm-hmm. what you're going to see is, well, brands are going to stop turning on their budget in the morning hours if conversion rates lower and then they're going to expand that budget to the later afternoon. So it's something that you're going to constantly have to keep up with. And I think that's going to cause Amazon marketing stream, in my opinion, you'll, you will may disagree, but be a little bit less effective because everything's going to flatten out and have to be adjusted more continuously.
1: I would agree that you, at that point in time, you might be able to get away with not doing it and get similar results as people that are because the curve would eventually flatten. But... If all CPCs go way up in the high performance evenings, then it's interesting to see how ACOSs will will do at that time because that's really the one thing that I would keep my eye on the closest is CPCs because when the ad auction the, everybody's budgets reset at twelve o one PST and everybody's got fresh budget they're all showing up to the ad auction now if everybody stops showing up until four or five that's going to have a dramatic impact on CPC throughout the whole day window.
0: A hundred percent. If a brand does have someone like you, is it actionable for them to build this out themselves? Or do you still recommend they probably work with a third party due to the continuous maintenance of Amazon marketing stream?
1: I personally like building things internally because I like the ability to have full control over things. I also like the ability to implement things. When sponsored brands comes out for marketing stream, it's, it's not necessarily a copy and paste from SP and SD. But It's close enough. So if you have somebody who actually has the ability to do this and you're building in-house talent then or in-house tech, then yeah, I think it's a great solution. And what I'd love to see is if there were software providers who only provided a marketing stream and day parting solution, because I think there are a lot of smaller brands out there who are content with doing bid ops with bulk files or launching with bulk files, but you can't access marketing stream without that. And if the marketing stream and day-parting portion is rolled into a whole dash that you don't want to pay everything for all that, you just want this one feature. I think that would personally be a really big win for a lot of smaller brands out there.
0: I have one follow-up question to this and it is nothing we have to get super deep into because I think there's a lot of different directions we can go. But let's say you do find that solution. You know, they're able to showcase all of your data. This is where you're at. What's the best way to activate on it? Do you pause all of your keywords? Do you lower your budgets or do you lower your bids? Do you, do you know? Is there a perfect combination there?
1: If you run single ad group campaigns, you could pause the ad group. And so that might be a solution where... It's easiest as far as the implementation, because if you have to bring bids down and then back up on the back end, it is a little bit more work to do that when you automate everything, just pausing that groups in certain windows that that might be a good solution too. So I'm definitely open as to what the best approach is. And if anybody out there has any empirical evidence on what the best or the worst is, then I'm wide open to hearing it.
0: Amazing. Well, before we move on to the next big tech rollout, I want to get on my soapbox for a little bit here um, and state that... (laughs) Hey, no no arguments allowed. We'll save that for another podcast. Amazon advertising, PPC, is one of the highest purchase intent models. And I alluded to this earlier, but what I meant is, again, as a customer, if you are going to Amazon, you're not in a discovery phase as much as you are on Google or YouTube, right? If I go to Google and I type in ChapStick, I'm looking for the history of ChapStick, the top brands, comparisons, things like that. If I go to YouTube and type in markers, I'm looking for influencers that are going to convince me to buy the best type of marker. If I go to Amazon, I am looking to purchase. And if I click on an ad and land on a listing, that PPC ad did its job and stop. So when you're looking at Amazon advertising and whether or not it's successful, you really need to remember that if a customer clicked on your ad, they were interested in your product one way or another. If your listing didn't do the job of driving a conversion, then that's more so on your listing than I would say it's on PPC. Now, I will also kind of argue that a little bit and say that our job as Amazon advertisers should be to get the most likely converting clicks. But on Amazon, I think that window is a lot smaller. Anyone who clicks on your ad is interested in purchasing, regardless if it's midnight, regardless if it's 3 a.m. So when we're really looking at Amazon marketing stream or bid management or keyword research, I think it really comes down to incrementality at that point. And if you have a conversion rate problem, it's due to your listing. It's not due to your PPC 95% of the time. Amazon's relevancy factor also influences that. If you're you know, selling ChapStick, you can't bid on Marker unless it's a display campaign. So you're really showing your product to a relevant audience. You just need to make sure you're converting for that audience. Well, ending that section there, I am really excited to talk about probably the newest and biggest tech rollout. And that is AMC. So everyone's probably seen quite a few different posts about this across LinkedIn. But in all honesty, I feel like the industry is not talking about it enough. I think that is primarily due to the tech moat. But that exciting role is Amazon Marketing Cloud. So if we want to take the same direction as we did with Amazon Marketing Stream, Dustin, what is Amazon Marketing Cloud and why should brands be excited? There are a lot of
1: ways you could define this. But the most simple way, I think, is just imagine all of your DSP data your ad console data and being able to get either separate or combined insights on them together in a way that you can't get anywhere else. As far as number of touch points, path to conversion, ASIN data, what it looks like if you run SD with DSP, what it looks like if you run SP and SD, there's so much that you can do with Amazon marketing cloud. And yes, the tech mode is pretty ugly.
0: (laughs) So, uh, to simplify that even more, and to show a little bit more of the value, it, it is a place for all your data to live. But Amazon also includes unique customer IDs within that, correct?
1: Yeah. And there are actually rules that like stated within the queries as to how you can use those, how you're not allowed to use those. But yes, you, you can get very granular with Amazon Marketing Cloud.
0: I don't understand the tech aspect near as much as I should. But I've spent a decent amount of time talking to Amazon with this, talking to other agencies about it. And some of the things that have really stood out to me is you know, the ability to build your own attribution model. So whether it's linear attribution, um, you know, first touch, last touch, all of the things that I, brands used to complain about in terms of DSP, search, vendor central, seller central, you can build that out to whatever you think is best for your brand. You can also build out path to purchase and media mix analysis. And this is one of the, I think, the best ones to actually activate it on when I'm thinking of like, hey, what's the data that can immediately inform my decisions? Having those two things is amazing because when you're able to justify when a customer sees a sponsored product ad and a sponsored brand ad and a sponsored display ad within a certain window, they're 20% more likely to convert. That really helps us understand the subconscious drivers behind customer habits and I think that makes it a lot easier pill to swallow when you are spending on 5 different media types and your product is all over the Amazon search results. Before we get into the tech mode, I will say, if you are interested in AMC, you need to be a marketer and a strategist, in my opinion. You need to truly understand the philosophy behind advertising. Because it's a ton of data and there's a ton of different ways to look at it. But it's not like it's inherently actionable. I think it's more about being able to pull the data and understand what you're trying to achieve and being able to align the next steps and strategies behind it. And I think that's a little bit different than what we see in advertising console. Advertising on Amazon PPC is super easy, in my opinion. You want more sales, you increase your bid. You want more profitability, you decrease your bid. But when you're truly looking at how to acquire a customer and how to build a brand presence, AMC is going to be the key that justifies spending more and more and more on the retail media platforms.
1: No, I think that's a great point. And I think that's why Amazon would want to push it hard, why they are why they should push it harder. Because for enterprise brands, CPG brands, like when you can justify that spend flowing in, if you can make more and more sense of it, there's going to be more and more that flows in. So it's all the better for everyone.
0: I also see... AMC being kind of the foundation for you know some of the general retail media insights. So we've seen them start pulling in that data in general but for brands who have products in stores on shelf they're spending a lot on you know the very top of the funnel aspects like you said. This is finally going to be the key that helps piece all of that together. Attributions always been really broken in that area, in my opinion. Even on, you know, a lot of the enterprise brands we manage. Search and DSP are still being managed pretty segmented, in my opinion. But as we're seeing, you know, competition increase and new ad types roll out, we're gonna have to start being a lot more fluid with our budget utilization and our strategies. And I think AMC is gonna have to again be be the key that makes that work well together. AMC sounds fantastic. I mean, we have just done a masterclass on pitching it. So if there's any Amazon reps, you know, listening in, shoot us a message because we are more than happy to sell this to every single person and every single brand. We are huge believers in the opportunity and potential for it. But that tech mode, it is really hard to activate in full transparency. That is something that I feel like we have struggled with as well as who owns AMC. Because the majority of brands out there can't communicate well enough. So they don't know how to ask for what they need. On our end, there's definitely certain things that we can pull and we can understand their strategy well enough to provide them with those insights. But if you're only managing a certain aspect of the business, that can be difficult. And then it is it's the whole technology aspect to combine with it, and the scalability aspect if we're being honest. If if you take the Amazon accreditations, I believe they say it's not recommended to pull any certain query more than once a quarter. And that is because it is more, you know, top-down information. It's not something that's going to be rapidly changing day over day, week over week. So for all of my people who are, you know, reaching out, why are my sales down 15% today? It's not for you. But what is that cadence? How do you make it scalable? How do you charge for it? How do you you know, build this into your model in a way that makes sense for both the brand and the agencies? So for anyone listening in, all my PacView people, my Tenuity people that I know are activating on this really well, we'd love any insights here because it's something that we're trying to do better because we do have the perfect skill set. We have the combination. We have Dustin. We have the strategic side. We can really make a lot out of it. But it is a new frontier, I think. I talked to one brand... I think that actually understood AMC and everyone else I'm looking at like, this is the key to a lot of your problems here. This is how you go to your C-suite team and justify increasing your budget for the next quarter. But if you don't have the right partners, it it can be difficult. How do you communicate with those partners when you don't even know SQL?
1: Mm, Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. It's exciting to see what it will evolve into over time. But there are still a lot of growing pains that many of us still are yet to experience with it till we get, get it to that point where it's optimized as did ops in the ad console.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So with that Amazon's probably going to make it easier because it is something super powerful, but they're not going to be able to make it easier until more people are using it and more people can justify that investment. So if you're interested, you think this is a good fit for your brand, definitely reach out to us. We are more than happy to just talk through whether or not it's a good opportunity and how you can activate on it. Because that's something we're figuring out as well, like I said. And it's really dependent on how a brand's org chart structured, right? It's who's able to access it, who needs to rely on a third party, who knows how to speak to it, who has the appropriate data analyst or the visualization to make it make sense. And that's... Very, very different from brand to brand. And as we know on the e-commerce department side, the search side, no one has the perfect answer for how to build out your team. So we're expecting this to there's not going to be a perfect solution, I think, for everyone. So that's why we're here. And as people who have followed us know, we try to build out a flexible solution for all of our brands because standardization and e-commerce like don't go together at all, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Well, any other thoughts to add on either Amazon Marketing Stream or AMC?
1: No, I think we did a really good overview of both. And I appreciate the, the chance to do this.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, I think this is probably the simplest way we could have spoken to both of these. I will say, I'm sure you're going to have quite a few more advanced topics and LinkedIn posts and podcasts coming up when you can actually you know, co-host with someone who knows what they're talking about. But I, I've got to keep it really high level because I, I didn't even know what SQL was. I think the first time I sent you a message, I was like, what is this? And your response was, destiny. (laughs) So again, uh, thank you so much for hopping on, for taking the time today. For those who are interested in learning more, follow Dustin on LinkedIn. I'm telling you, reach out, ask us questions. I think more than an advertising agency at this point, Better AMS has really stepped into the role of education and helping our community. So for anyone who's interested in an interview or has questions, send us a message. And again, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And Dustin, thank you so much for providing so much value today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It's been great. And, and like Destiny said, if you have any questions about this API, marketing stream, whatever, both, both files, just reach out.
0: Awesome. See ya.
1: See ya.